Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. What is up? We miss you because look where we are at on top of a building right now in Philadelphia. The view is beautiful. Miss you all though. There's no view like home with the people. But in the meantime, oh, out here dreaming. I get to be a part of, with our parent church, a 2020 kind of vision casting thinking group of what the next 25 years will look like for City Life Philly. Get to be a fly on the wall and also add value where uh, I ever I can add. It's been such a cool experience. But shout out on Father's Day to all the dads. Come on. All the spiritual dads and those who play an active role in fathering. And today we have Chanel, aka Ms. Reality, in the building. She will be sharing. She's a legendary communicator, legendary MC, and a legendary friend. She truly is better off the stage than on it, and she's one of the best in the galaxies on the stage. And so today she's gonna be sharing about her connection with the father some of her stories. So will you give a warm City Life welcome? Get to your feet right now for Chanel Henry. Praise the Lord. He is worthy. God is good. Can you stand to your feet? Let's worship the greatest father on earth in heavenly places. He is an amazing God. He is a devoted father. He is a faithful father. He is a loving father. He is a father that doesn't change. A father that is the same today, yesterday, or forevermore. A father that never fails. And guess what? He knows your name. He loves you. He loves me. He loves us. And there is nothing that we could ever do that will stop God from loving us. He knows your every anxiety. He knows your every flaw, your every failure, your struggles, your mountains, your giants. And guess what? He cares. He cares like any good father would. So on this Father's Day, let's make one more joyful noise to the greatest father of all time. He's worthy. Glory to God. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's such a good guy. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. Y'all know that song. That's who he is. I'm a rapper, not a singer. That's who he is. And we're loved by him. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's who we are. He's so good. He's so good. One more time. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. You better know it. You can have your seats. God is so faithful. He is so faithful. I just thank God for worship. Worship is somewhat like the appetizer before the feast. And how many know you can get full off an appetizer? Good this morning. So give it up for City Life Worship Team. And my sister Vera, who came to be with me this morning. So I thank God. I thank God. And it is Father's Day. I need all the fathers, stepdads, dads, granddads. Stand to your feet, father-in-laws. Stand up. Clap it up for the dads. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet, dads. 
stay on your feet. Thank you for being fathers. Thank you for being what God has called you to be. Your vocation is sacred and it matters. Thank you. God has called many of you to be generational curse breakers. Yes. Kingdom builders. Game changers. When you are active, when you are active, you change the game for the household. God had a plan for you in mind. For you to even come before they took the rib out to create us. God had a plan for you in mind by design. You matter. So even when you feel like you've missed it or haven't done enough, it's okay. Get up and start again. Even in that, there's beauty in it. So thank you for who you've been called to be. You matter. And you make a difference on the earth. Happy Father's Day, daddies. Clap it up for one more time. You can be seated. Happy Father's Day. Man, I read an article earlier this week on Monday. Pampers released an article that 90% of all dads that did the poll said that there were no changing tables in the men's bathroom. So to fix that, Pampers collaborated with Koala Care, and there will be 5,000 changing tables in the men's bathroom across the United States and Canada. That's good stuff, right? Daddies change baby's diapers. Raise your hand if you change your baby's diaper. All right, now. You're a parent just like mom is a parent. You deserve changing tables in the bathroom. Right? Right? And 500 of them will be placed in the bathroom in the next couple of weeks. So we celebrate changing tables in the bathroom. Hey, changing tables in the bathroom. That's exciting. That is very exciting. So I wanted to share that. It was the Love the Change campaign. And speaking of love the change, how about love the city? Give it up for City Life. I love you guys. I love City Life. It is my home away from home. So thank you again for having me. I come through just to worship with you guys at times prayer. I love City Life. Thank you for what you do in this city. For those of you that don't know, my name is Chanel Henry, formerly known as Ms. Reality. And I'm from Abundant Grace Faith Church. I thank God for my leader, Pastor Lewis Dixon and Pamela Dixon, who always prays and supports me when I go forth to minister the kingdom. And I consider it an honor. If it's on the stage, if it's at, in the bathroom, the grocery store, it is an honor and a privilege. I do not take it lightly to stand in the stead of a pastor and share the word. I do not take it lightly. So, God, thank you for choosing me on Father's Day. Dig that. What? A Father's Day. God is so awesome. Clap it up for him. He's so awesome. So it is truly an honor and a privilege. Jerome, Pastor Jerome, how many first-timers ever been to City Life? Raise your hand if this is your first time, maybe second time to City Life. Welcome, welcome. I am not the pastor. Chanel Henry, visiting speaker. Um, City Life is awesome. So come back when Jerome speaks. He's a phenomenal speaker. Um, he is my little big brother. I call him my little big brother. I call him little, number one, is because he's younger than I, and he's shorter than I when I have on heels. So today, if he stood here, he'd definitely be my little brother today. But I call him big because Jerome has such a big heart for kingdom, a big heart for people, and a big heart for dreams. He goes for what he knows, and he does it well. And I love him. That's my brother. That's my family. He even texted me this morning and said, be you, be free, and have fun. So that's what we're going to do today.
God is so faithful. And his wife, behind every good man, is a good woman. And Crystal Rocks, give it up for Mrs. Crystal Beerley. I love Crystal, her sweet spirit. I love her so much. She rocks. And she really rocks because she is a rock. She's a gem. Crystal is definitely a gem. I love their family. I actually knew them before they even had kids. Look at this. Yeah, I did. Look at her. Jerome's like, all he left out was a finger for baby Jerome, pointing at his baby, the finger, at baby Jerome. But that's um, Crystal and Jerome with baby Jerome. And go ahead to the next. And look at the family. Clap it up for the Veerling Veer family. They are growing. The babies call me Chocolate TT. I am their Chocolate TT. And I'm proud of it. I love them. I love the kids. I love them. I love this family. And I would be remiss if I did not shout out my boot sag, my baby daddy, my best friend, my bestie. Shout out for my husband and Father's Day. We have three sons. And in his absence, I just want to honor him and salute him for being such an awesome example and a generational curse breaker in my household. He was raised and brought up without an earthly father. He's met him several times on one hand. And guess what, y'all? That's why he's not here today, because God dealt with his heart last month. And he had me look up some tickets, and he flew out to New Orleans and took my youngest boy to reconcile with his dad. So that's where he is right now. Wow! So good! And it didn't even plan to be for Father's Day. It just so happened to fall on Father's Day. I'm like, honey, Father's Day. He's like, that's perfect. Phenomenal. He texted me, not texted me, he called the other day. He was like, yeah, we went riding. Me and my dad went riding at this Mustang. I'm like, go ahead and ride with your daddy then. Ride with your daddy in the old school Mustang. They're both into cars, and it's been beautiful. He even showed up at the hotel and had breakfast with them yesterday, did the same this morning. So when I leave this place, I'll be headed to Detroit Metro Airport to pick them up. But God is faithful. He is helping to break generational curses in the earth through our obedience. Through our obedience, God is so faithful. So if I had to name this message today, it would be called From Bitterness to Brokenness. And my heart is to encourage many of you as I continue to encourage myself. Whenever God gives me a message to share, it's for me first. And he always layers it and goes deeper and deeper to dig out stuff that shouldn't be there and cheerlead me on when I'm on point. So I thank God for that. I want to encourage you all on this Father's Day. So Father's Day for me has been very emotional for a while now, very emotional for many reasons, but one being the good emotions of just feeling the presence of God. As we know, Father's Day always falls on Sunday, right? So when I get up to prepare and to worship, oh my goodness, feeling the presence of the Lord on Father's Day. Why so strong on Father's Day? because I came up fatherless without my earthly father. And I struggled with the spirit of abandonment for so many years. And it is not normal for a child to be without their father that's living and able. It's not normal. And we shouldn't try to normalize it because people experience it. So I struggled with it, the abandonment for, and rejection for years. For many years, that was my desire as a little girl, just to one day meet my dad. You know, the water fountains in the mall? I would throw my coin, close my eyes, and think about, I hope to one day meet my dad. Throw it in. The dandelion weed, the white wispy, I would close my eyes and think, one day I'll meet my dad. 
That was like a thought process for so many years that one day Chanel could meet her dad. It was a desire, a yearning that I've desired for many, many years, even preparing and hoping to one day marry that he would be the one that would walk me down the aisle. Thank God that his dad was able to. 20 years ago, his father, my grandfather, walked me down the aisle. That was a blessing. I cheered that on. I was close, but still wanting to see my dad. So the story is my grandfather uprooted his family from the East Coast, himself, his wife, my dad, and his daughter, to move them here to Michigan. My father was in rebellion and didn't want to come because he was a star basketball player at the high school. I mean, the talk of the town. Scouts were looking at him. He was doing his thing. Trophy cases filled with his trophies. So he was the talk of the town and on his way to NBA for sure. But my grandfather uprooted his family and came to Michigan. And guess what? My dad ran away and said, I'm not going. So they left him behind. Family took care of him, and he sent his brother, which is my uncle, to bring my dad back to Michigan. They said they tied him up and put him in the back of the car and drove him to Michigan. So he came kicking and screaming. He enrolled in Sexton, played on the team, was doing good, was the talk of the town in the city and had some tension with some of the fellas there, got in a couple fights, and dropped out. And from there, he turned to the streets. Drugs, using, selling, theft, gangbanging. And while they were here for those short two years, I was conceived. And they moved back east. And I had never seen my father since. I don't remember, of course, at that young of age even seeing him. So to me, I'd never seen my father. So my dream and my desire was to one day see my father. There was not even photographs of me and my father. All I could hold on to was a photograph. So he was in and out of prison. He wrote a couple of letters, but my desire still was one day to see my father. At the age of 25 years old, I was able to meet my father for the first time face to face, the dream I always desired. It was bittersweet because my favorite girl in the whole wide world, my grandmother had passed. But my grandfather, instead of him coming to support, he sent my dad. So I go to Detroit to pick him up from the airport. It was kind of awkward in the car, but at the same time, I felt like we was floating because, hey, I'm with my dad. This is pretty cool. I remember pulling off to a McDonald's, and he let me buy him a fry. <laughs> Can I be real? Like, wow, he let me buy him a fry. He should have bought me a fry. If I could just be transparent. I ain't shared that earlier. I'm sharing that now. So he let me buy him a fry. Um, but thank God I had opportunity to see my dad, and he was here for the funeral, and I guess he thought he was still east. I don't know what they do there, but you can't walk down the street and drink a beer in Lansing. And that's what he did, and he got locked up and went to the Ingham County Jail and missed the funeral. And from that, you're talking about bitter? I'm talking bitter. Bitter. I didn't see him again. When they got him out of jail, I told my granddad, do what you got to do. Send who you need to send to get him. But I'm good. And I didn't see him again. Twelve years later, I go to a graduation East Coast. My niece, which is my brother's daughter, she graduates from college. And I go to her um, picnic and her graduation and we're sitting there this is my last day I'll never forget it the last day there and we're all outside eating and I get my plate and I sit down and out of my peripheral I see my dad coming with his plate and I'm thinking oh he's about to sit next to me and he chooses a different table and my heart was crushed crushed I'm like wow like all these seats he sat over there so I went from bitterness to heartbroken and I remember leaving and pulling away with my family. And it's like everybody was still partying and hanging out. I could still see the visual. Of course, I rehearsed it over and over and over and over. 
and we're pulling away, and it's like everybody's partying. I could just see my dad just looking and just watching us, just looking. It's almost like his head stood up 10 feet taller than everybody else, and he's just watching. So that showed me, well, he, he, might, he might care. He's watching. So I dealt with that. But God began to just deal with me on bitterness, and he began to, like, soften my heart and just minister to me and counsel me. And God is a, not a transactional God. God is a relational God, right? He didn't hand me tissue and tell me to wipe my eyes and keep it moving. He was in that thing with me because I was hurting. I was hurt. So God counseled me and began to soften my heart. And bitterness comes when we insist that man become what they can never be apart from Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Bitterness comes when we insist that man become what they can never be apart from Christ. My dad was broken. I'm broken. God began to deal with my own issues and soften my heart for my dad. February 2012, I'll never forget it. My grandfather had fell ill. I went to New York, me and my girlfriend, and I drove. Footsteps, ordered of the Lord. I went to go and prayed the prayer of salvation with my grandfather. And he received Jesus as Lord that night. Thank you, Lord. So I went to pray with my grandfather, and I wasn't sure if my dad would be there. And guess what? My daddy was there. And I saw him in a different light. I was even like, dang, my daddy's fine. He's cute. Like, I felt like, oh, I want to just talk to him. So I just began to chat with him, and God gave me the opportunity. It was quiet. We was in off in our little corner, and I just shared, like, this is what I've been dealing with. So I shared my hurt of how he wasn't at the funeral. I've shared my hurt of how I shared my hurt how he wasn't at the funeral. I shared my heart of how he didn't sit next to me at that picnic for my niece. And he just opened up and said, you know what, baby? I think about you all the time. I was just guilty. I didn't know what to say. I didn't even have the words of what to say to you. And I began to minister to him. In Ephesians, it says, if God can forgive me, how much more can I not forgive you? And I shared those words with him. And I just felt something, like something just fall off of my shoulders, this weight. And guess what? Today we have an awesome relationship. And I can say, I love my daddy. I love my daddy. Like real talk, I love my dad. The love of God was shed abroad in my heart. He softened me. God began to show me who he was. Who God began to show me what God thought of him. See him for how I see him. I love him. Forgive him. Release. And God is just so amazing. This wasn't even a setup. It wasn't a setup on our part, but it was definitely a setup on God's part. Y'all see that calendar in the background? February 2012. Really, Daddy? God, set that up so I can remember the day. When I was able to release that bitterness in my heart, keeping a record of wrongs, the word tells us that we are not to keep a record of wrongs because guess what? He is not keeping a record of wrongs on you. All the wrong that I've done, I should be dead and gone, not worthy to stand here and communicate the gospel, but God didn't keep the record of my wrongs. When I idolized other things, when I created my own gods before him, but he forgave me, and here I am. I could communicate that love, confession, being kind to one another and tenderhearted and forgiving. And I love my dad. So if you're dealing with any bitterness, any rage, anything that you're holding on to, who are you keeping a record of wrongs on? Your mother, your father, brother, sister, cousin, friend? God's ministry is reconciliation. That's what his ministry is. And it's not always easy, but what is God speaking to your heart about? Are you supposed to take the next step?
It's maybe not for you to wait. I was waiting on my dad, but God is like, no, I called you. And then had it not been for him counseling me, holding my hand, walking with me, talking with me, comforting me, being the father of all fathers, training me, I would have never been able to do what I did, y'all. I was still thinking about that dang old french fry. <laughs> but he delivered. He delivered. So whatever it is, ask God for help. Ask him for help. Forget what everybody else thinks. Ask God to soften your heart. What do you need to do? What part do you need to play before it's too late? What do you need to do? What moves do you need to make? Paul's letter to Ephesus gives the readers a better understanding of God's eternal purposes, one of which is reconciling people to God and to one another through the work of Christ on the cross. He died for it. Reconciliation. That is his ministry. So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to read 3 through 8. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That is rich. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Just as in love, he chose us in Christ. What? God, you chose me? He chose you. He chose you in Christ. Actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven and blameless in his sight in love. He predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ. Listen at that. Predestined and he planned it out that we will be his children. He was intentional about that. That we, that he would call us his own, adopted in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace and favor. Oh, how rich is his grace and favor. Which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son, Jesus Christ. In him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation. Through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and the complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding with practical insight. Oh, my goodness, rich, 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 rich. Clap it up if you believe that it's rich. We have a rich inheritance. A rich father, rich, 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 a good, good father, and he gave us life. And guess what? He longs for fellowship with us. He chose you, and he longs for fellowship with us, and he's intentional about it. Can you imagine having an enemy that loved you so much? No, well, didn't love you because enemy don't love you. Can you imagine having an enemy that gave their child just to be a friend of yours? That's what God did for us. We were enemies of God, separated from God because of sin. But he gave Jesus Christ his life just so that we can be friends with him. That's love. That's some, an amazing love. And do you believe it? Make some noise if you believe it. Not for me. Make some noise if you believe it. That's an amazing love that he pardoned us, his mercy. And a shepherd's primary responsibility is to tend to the sheep, the safety and the welfare of the flock. 
the rod and that staff. I thank God for the rod of correction and protection. And that staff, that staff with the hook, he'll bring you right on in when you get too far. Is he bringing you right on in? I thank God for bringing me in. I thank God for the staff. And it don't have to so much be like you're backslidden and stop serving the Lord, but we can back, back up in our faith. We're getting weak in our faith. But that staff, thank God. Thank you for the good, good shepherd. Thank you for the rod. Thank you for the staff, God, that he uses because he loves us. And he cares for us, the wounds. Do you know that shepherds care for the wounds of the sheep? He cares for the wounds of the sheep. He cares for your wounds. He knows your name. He knows what you go through. He knows what you're dealing with. John chapter 10 talks about the good shepherd. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Skipping down to 14 through 15, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. So rich that he laid down his life for us. And it's real, not a fairy tale. And he knows you. Do we know him? He's more than just a name, though it's power in his name. Do we acknowledge his being? Do we acknowledge his person outside of showing up to a building? This is brick and mortar. Are we acknowledging him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Are we acknowledging his existence? his love, his being. He's such a good, good father. We ought to trust him. We ought to love and trust him. How many would say that it's hard to trust somebody you really don't know? Tell the truth. Ma'am, I don't know you very well, but it would be hard for me to come up and say, hey, baby, can you hold my purse for a minute? I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know you that well. But to know a God, to know him, if you know him, how much are you trusting him? He can be trusted. He doesn't fail. He doesn't lie. He's devoted. He cares. And no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So maybe you're waiting on some things. Maybe you're waiting on someone. If you don't have it yet and you're walking upright, maybe that thing or that someone ain't for you. Because no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Trust him. Trust him. The riches and blessings of God belong to us all. But there's a greater revelation, a greater appreciation for those that recognize their spiritual poverty. Like I'm nothing without God, flat out. This ain't a fairy tale. I know who I was before I really hooked up with God. And now that I got him, I'm like, what the heck was I waiting on to hook up with God? Like, I'm nothing without him. This ain't just no talk. I live it out and walk it out. He's the best thing I've ever known, the best thing I ever have. I love my husband. I love my sons. But they don't come before God. He comes first. Always. I love him. I appreciate him. I thank him. It's overwhelming to be considered a friend of God, even when we miss it. He'll pick you up. He'll walk with you. What's concerning you? What's your battle? What's your mountain? Think about that for a moment. What's your anxiety as of late? I have some of my own as of late outside of this message today. It's been a rough month for me. My mother's in a hospital right now. But God is healing her through faith. We're pressing through through faith. 
First Peter 5 and 7 in the Amplified. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Now that's a good daddy. He cares. It says deepest affection, you guys. And he watches over you very carefully. That's what a good father does. He is so, so good. So don't you ever think that God doesn't care. I don't care what nobody else tells you. God cares about what you're dealing with. And he loves you. And he's not a transactional God. He's a relational God. He will get in there with you. Ask him for help. Psalms 34, 18 through 19. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. You might go through some stuff, but do know that daddy will deliver you from them all. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how bleak it may look. God loves you and he will deliver you from the affliction if you trust and believe by faith. It may not always be in your timing. Allow God to do what he do. Let God be God. How about that? Can we just let God be God? Sometimes we try to be God. Let God be God. He cares. He's in it with you. So though God was able to restore that relationship and the reconciliation has been such a beautiful thing with my dad. I called him last night, wished him a happy Father's Day. Um, it was good. I, I've been reaching out. He's still dealing with some issues. I've been reaching out for the past couple weeks and he hasn't been responding via voicemail. I could talk to his wife, bless her heart, such a sweetheart. But he'll respond through text and that was kind of offending me in a way. But I just shake it off. I'm still human. Is it okay if I be transparent? Still human, right? God's walking me through. And so I remember a friend posting a video on Facebook of him braiding his daughter's hair. And I, my relationship with my dad has been amazing since 2012, y'all. No front. It's been good. But I'm watching this video of this guy braiding his daughter's hair, and it was so cute. I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. Look at that. I'm just, like, admiring it. And out of nowhere, I began to weep, y'all. I did not even feel it coming. Like, wow, it was beautiful to see. But then I start to think about, my dad has never lifted a, he's never even touched my hair in his life. Like, I was looking at, wow, that is so special to see that. He's never even touched my hair. And the enemy will have me to rehearse that and think about that and overlook all the good he's done. But God began to show me, baby, I know the number of hairs on your head. How about you not major in that minor and celebrate what I've done thus far? He responded to a text about how he's been going through last week and why he hasn't really responded much. And this was hard. I thought about, should I share this? I'm going to share it because I don't want to just paint this ugly picture of my daddy because I love my daddy. He texts me back, and then in the text, he's explaining what he's been going through, and he texts my name and jacked it all up. Like, wow. My dad don't even know how to spell my name. And I went through it for a moment. Like, it's almost like it was like highlighted the, how he spelled it. I'm like, this is my dad, dude. Like, really? But then the Lord, the comforter, the counselor, the father of all fathers, he's like, I know your name. <laughs> I know your name before the foundation of the earth. I know your name before your mama named you your name. How about that? 
stop dwelling on that and rejoice on how you flew out to, to see your dad. First time in my life, I flew to see my dad past December for his birthday, surprised him. And we had an amazing time. I always wanted to dance with my daddy. And we danced. It was awesome. God's like, rehearse that. Get over all the extra stuff. Rehearse that. Because he's a solid foundation. He's a good, good father. He's a good dad. So all these unfulfilled longings that I had, God has filled. No man on earth could ever fill the void that we have inside. Even a parent cannot. A spouse cannot. A child cannot. A job cannot. Compliments cannot. God created us with this hole, I believe, that only he can fill. So I thank God for that. The roles of a good father. Let's put those up. The roles of a good father. Good fathers are protectors. Would you agree? You protect your child. I'm not a father. I'm a mama. But if somebody mess with my baby, hold up. Protector. You protect with yours. Thank God for the good shepherd. He protects us with that rod. Next, guide. Good fathers are guides. They lead you. Thank God for guidance of you fathers out there. Next one, teacher. They train. They teach. And do know that most of your, most of your teaching is by your example, your lifestyle. How are you teaching yours when you're not even saying a word because they're watching? The next one. Comforter, thank God for the comforters. Comfort, your baby crying, your baby has issues, you comfort. Even when they're an adult, you know something is wrong, you want to comfort your child. It's something about wanting to comfort your child. The next one, counselor. Oh, we need counsel. Thank God for you counselor daddies out there, that you counsel, you give direction, that you can counsel and help your children through. Next, friend. I think it's awesome for those of you that have fathers out there, earthly fathers that have been in your life, and you're like, you know what? Daddy's my friend. Maybe your dad is no longer living today, but he was a friend, and you could rehearse all those memories, rehearse all the good times that you had with your father. But God is all of that, and he put all of that in man for our good, right? Protector, guide, teacher, comforter, counselor, friend. And put the other two up. But the void filler and the source... An earthly father could never be. So those unfulfilled longings, only God can fill. No person on earth can fill. So I thank you, God, for being a void filler and the source. He's a good father, the father of all fathers, and he'll walk you through it, talk you through it. He's a life giver, a peacemaker. His loving kindness, he's so merciful, and he cares. I can't say that enough, he cares. He's Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, the God of peace, Jehovah Ra, the shepherd, Jehovah Jireh, he's a provider. He is amazing, God, and he is our daddy. He's a father of all fathers, and I just admonish him on today and every day. I thank God, because what the enemy meant for harm, God will certainly turn around for good. What the enemy meant for harm in your life, God will turn around for good. Let him. Let him. I thank you for what the Lord has done. I thank him for turning it around for good. And he longs for a fellowship with us. He longs for it. That's so dope, y'all. 
Like he wants to be connected. He, he drives, he pursues you. Even in your ignorance, even in your disobedience, he's longing for fellowship. He's pursuing you out of his love. And there are many barriers in broken fellowship. Like I said, my dad couldn't sit down and talk to me because he felt awkward. There was a barrier there. Well, there could be broken fellowship with God. What's your barrier today? I'm married. I don't know if you have a perfect marriage. I don't. I love my marriage. It's a good marriage. But when we have an issue sometime, and I lay down, the sun shouldn't go down on your ass, but I, if I got an issue sometime, I turn my back the other way. Night, night. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. That's a barrier, right? When your kids mess up and they do something jacked up, where's the last place they want to look? In your eyes. Why? Because there's a barrier. It's awkward. What are your barriers today? Have you been struggling with looking in the face of God as of late? Or you might show up to the building, but it's been hard for you to pray, hard for you to get in the word. Are you angry about some things that maybe the enemy has you blaming God about? Worship team. God is so faithful. What are your barriers? There shouldn't be barriers, though there are, but that you shouldn't allow them to last for long. Ask God for help. Ask him for help. What's between you and the Father? Nothing should come between you and the Father. Let nothing separate you from the love of God. If he doesn't allow anything to come between himself and us, how much more should we not allow anything to come between us and him? Maybe it's somebody that miscommunicated the gospel to you, or maybe they're a bad representation of what Christianity is. And you see how the enemy uses people out there that have not gotten a revelation of God yet? Oh, that ain't God. Oh, this is going on, that's going on. But a lot of that is just the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God comes to give life and life more abundantly, in abundance, to the full, until it overflows. So you might have some messy stuff going on in your life. Babies with poopy diapers, they don't care that they stink, that they stank. <laughs> they come in and they reach it for daddy. They reach it for mama, pick me up. They don't care about that stank stank. How about you not care about the mess you're carrying around and reach up to him? The enemy will have you allow like, oh, I'm, you know, messy. I don't even want to go to him about this. No, come to him. And there's some stuff in your heart that maybe your friends don't see. And you're serving God, and it's okay because we all fall short. But what does God want to get out of your heart? What is he cleaning out of your heart? So at this time, if you, your heart just feels pricked, maybe, I don't know, are you, is it hard for you to even talk about God? Is it hard for you to even come and, and hear a message and open your heart to it? There's some people that's been in church a long time, and they confess. Thank God for saints that they can run to, that they confess, you know what, I've, I've had a dry, dry season. I can't even pray. <clears throat> Maybe you've learned from other people that have miscommunicated the gospel or their example made you turn from God. Let me tell you, it's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God only comes to give life and life more abundantly, in abundance, to the full, until it overflows. 
So we all fall short, we all miss it, but at this time, I believe that God desires to draw some of you closer than you've ever been. And it only takes confession and a step of faith. So if you would just close your eyes and just, if you desire to say this prayer, if you desire to say this prayer, and you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, you believe that you need him, no matter how messy you smell, no matter how messy you've been, you want to reach up and say, Daddy, I need your help. I need help forgiving. I need help loving. I need help not rehearsing all the hurt and the pain that I've experienced. Take me as I am. You repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Help me to overcome. I lean into you. I trust you. Take me as I am. I believe you died for me and I receive you into my heart right now. Help me, God. Hold me, God. Keep me close, God. Hallelujah. So I'll say a prayer. Lord God, I just thank you for every heart in this place that you have pricked, that you have softened, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you will keep the enemy from trying to remove what you have planted in their heart or even watered in their heart. Thank you for the mighty, mighty increase. Thank you for being Abba, Father. We adore you and we honor you, God, and we give you praise. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for being the greatest Father ever known to mankind. We give you the glory, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap it up for him. He's worthy. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.